there's something about him I feel like it's me I'm looking right at him He's literally me Welcome to another episode of Literally Him, a deep dive into Ryan Gosling's filmography. I'm your co-host, Joseph. And I'm your co-host, Emilio. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode. Um, I want to start off this episode as I have been for almost the past 10 episodes, I think, and asking Emilio, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I just got a big tattoo in my arm. Um, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, it's a... Um, I'm getting a lot of mixed reactions to it. I think it's my family. Dope. Yeah, it came out. It looks really good. Shout out, uh, Christo. I don't think he listens to this podcast, so I take that shout out back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I really like his work. So I've been going to him uh, semi frequently, but none of my family members have seen it yet. Just my cousin who follows me on Instagram. Um. But yeah, it's bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, I think it's really cool. Me and Cuddle saw it and we're both like, oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm continuously trying to get cooler with more tattoos on my body because <laughs> I'm not cool in real life. Because <laughs> God knows I'm not going to get a better personality. So yeah, just work on this body, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, just going to get ripped and get tatted up and I won't need to have a good personality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, like four hours. And I got it on my tricep area, which I thought was going to hurt, but surprisingly, it didn't hurt like at all. Um, It only hurt when he went over it with the white ink. That was actually extremely painful. But um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too bad. Do you know why white ink is more painful? Like, does it have to go deeper into your skin to show? Um, no. So, um, white ink it kind of is. Uh, what do you? What's the word? It um gives it more detail. So, because this piece is um basically all black ink, he has to add white in to give it more uh detail because it's a skull. So he'll go over it with the lining and then the shading, which will be like the texture, the the more finer details. And then the white is going over other areas that he already tattooed. So it's like getting a fresh cut and then cutting it over and over again. <laughs> That's why it hurts a little more. So everyone out there, Emilio is no stranger to pain. So... Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind. I don't know. You, you, emotional you and em, emotional and physical pain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like asking you honestly, I wanted to ask you: um, Do you think that tattoos get you more uh, like play when it comes to like I don't know seeking out a relationship? Honestly, no. I think it. I think it gets brought up as a conversation starter, but no one. I've had maybe like a handful of women bring up my tattoos just like, oh, those are cool, but never, um, that's not like the driving force, I guess, in them talking to me. 
And also like most of the time when women approach me is at work and I'm kind of like in work mode. So my coworkers tell me I, it literally seems that I'm trying to ignore them because <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just want to get this transaction done with as fast as possible. That's how it works. You, you just yeah. ignore them and then they'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> they want what but, they uh, can't have. <laughs> as we'll see in this movie. What? Um, so today we're covering uh, The Notebook. Um, the Notebook released in 2004. I think it's safe to say that this is the movie that pretty much put uh, Ryan Gosling on Hollywood's radar. This movie was probably his first big commercial hit and mm-hmm. um it's definitely a movie i've heard about um over and over again i didn't watch until i was a teenager so i probably watched it in like 2011 um but this movie deals a lot with love and finding your true love and sticking by your true love so i wanted to ask you emilio do you believe in true love you know <laughs> not not necessarily I mean, I think you, I think people are capable of loving several different people. Um, I think it comes down to kind of like a choice, I want to say. Like you can, because there's, I think of it in the sense of like there's millions of people or maybe billions of people in the world and you love someone to the point where you're like, okay, like I want to be with this person. So I'm I'm choosing to be with this person. Um I I believe love in that sense. I don't I don't believe in like their the love of my life is like in fucking Thailand or something somewhere some random place. <laughs> I the um, I think love is um how do you say it? You choose like who you love and like really truly want to love. So I guess kind of I agree with you. Um, I think the notion of finding your one true love is kind of bullshit. Um, and I think it really like uh, drives people crazy of like, I need to go out there and search for so-and-so and I'm going to know instantaneously when I find this person. That's all just bullshit. It takes time to fall in love with someone. Um, obviously, when I think about love, I think about Garo and I think that um, we were making a decision to be together. I don't think that it's like, the universe put us together and this and that and whatever. I mean, but it is crazy when you think about it. Cause if she just lived in like one town over, I don't know if I would ever met her. And that that's pretty crazy to think about, but yeah, I don't think so either. I don't yeah. think true love actually exists. I always, um, when you said that, when you asked me that question, I always think of, uh, tweets I see on, uh, like way back, a few years back on Twitter where it would say, um, the love of your life doesn't live in a uh, Pico Rivera or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> the love of your life isn't that one random chicken Whittier. <laughs> I, I see that. Laugh. I see that too. Maybe I get defensive because like I did find God all in her hometown, but like, it's also like what you think your true love is in Paris or some shit. Like you think you're that yeah. important too. <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, what's your history with The Notebook? Like, when was the first time you saw it, and what do you think about the movie? The first time I saw it uh, was around, like, I think around the same time, like, I was in high school. Um, actually, my dad, my dad loves The Notebook. 
That's I remember. Awesome. Yeah, I remember specifically he would watch this movie like for weeks, like ev- every other day he'd be watching The Notebook. <laughs> um, so that's actually how I got introduced to it. Um, because he, I'm sure he saw it before I ever saw it, but he was watching. Well, I got him to watch Drive, and then, um, I guess that sparked like an interest in him because I remember like shortly after that he just started watching The Notebook. So I actually sat down with him to watch it with him one time, and I was like, "Damn, this movie's pretty good." And I immediately thought to myself in my young, seventeen-year-old mind, I was like, "That's how you find love. I gotta act like this guy. <laughs> I gotta be like <laughs> I gotta, Noah. I gotta force a kiss on a woman. That's what I gotta do. <laughs> I gotta hang off of a carousel, or <laughs> a Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. Hang off. Yeah, I gotta hang off a Ferris wheel and force this woman to go out with me." Or else I'll die. <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, it's so funny, like watching this movie again. Um, and there are a lot of things that have aged the movie for sure. But as uh, we talked about before we started recording, like it's still really gripping. It's still really um, like captures my attention. Uh, the first time I watched this movie, I was about, oh, I want to say like 16 uh my friend our friend alex who uh, is a loyal listener of the podcast shout out alex and a guest former guest um we watched it at his house with another friend and like we were watching it like ironically like oh yeah let's check it out whatever oh yeah it's kind of stupid whatever <laughs> and by the end we're all just so fucking invested like wow this is fucking powerful like <laughs> even as a teenager feeling like holy shit so like coming back to it years later like um, I was wondering how cheesy it was going to be, and it's definitely cheesy, but it yeah. still fucking got me, man. Like by the end, I was fucking like ready to cry. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, for me, the cheesy stuff was when they were younger, like when they first definitely. were like exploring their love. That stuff was really cheesy. But yeah, you're right. Like once, um, I think I was kind of like, I'm always scared, not scared, but. I don't like romantic movies. I'm honestly not a big fan of movies like this. Even like with romantic comedies, I have a hard time watching sometimes. I like more like, um, I guess I'm more drawn to like drama. Definitely. Yeah, definitely more like dramatic movies, um, like thrillers, more story driven in that sense. And yeah, rewatching this, I was like, damn, like this isn't a bad movie. Like this is a good movie. But I can't for the life of me remember any other type of romantic movies that I've seen. Yeah, it it is funny like maybe that's just a gap in our like repertoire, like not to be like stereotypical men, but maybe we do shy away from romantic films, but like uh when I was watching this, I thought about movies like um when uh when Harry met Sally like that's a but that's also like a romantic comedy but like it's just yeah. it's just such a fucking awesome classic uh romance movie um yeah. it, I also thought about Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling um and then um I I also thought of um really shitty romantic comedies like uh Zack and Mary make a porno I remember watching that oh, yeah. when I was a kid <laughs> thinking like, oh, man, this would be so good. And even then being like, this kind of sucked. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think of all the romantic movies, like this one is definitely on a pedestal. Like this one is fucking great. I think 
the only one that trumps it maybe is like Titanic because you know it's fucking James oh, Cameron. Right, yeah. like, are, that is are, a are romantic you, movie. How are you gonna like beat that one? But like it's up there, man. It, this is a great fucking movie. Um, I wanted to yeah, ask you this next. Movie, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, uh, go for it. this movie uh, did also like kind of open the, the door to because uh, I guess this writer um, who wrote this movie i need to find out who wrote this movie nicholas sparks so this was like one of the first big novels for him that like made it big as a movie and i think like after this i i think three or four other works of his novels were made into movies and also and then you get like uh the fault in our stars so all these like romantic books were being made into movies because of just how fucking huge the notebook was it's kind of crazy yeah this movie definitely has like it definitely catapulted a lot of people's careers um ryan gosling i think this is probably rachel mcadams like first big role too um (laughs) and also james marsden who plays lawn is like (laughs) fucking so fantastic i love james marsden he's so fucking good in the new show uh jury duty on amazon he's fucking phenomenal oh i need to watch that um yeah i was gonna say like (laughs) seeing him in this movie i was like damn i haven't seen this guy in a movie like this in a while i only see him in movies where he's talking to animals (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah fucking um, (laughs) enchanted sonic yeah Yeah, he's talking to fucking uh, blue hedgehog (laughs) that's that's his big movies right now but hey shout out james (laughs) yeah um, I wanted to ask you next, do you have a synopsis ready for us? I do. So, in 1940s South Carolina, mill worker Noah Calhoun and rich girl Allie are desperately in love, but her parents don't approve. When Noah goes off to serve in World War II, it seems to mark the end of their love affair. In the interim, Allie becomes involved with another man. James Marsden, the one who talks to animals. But when Noah returns to their small town years later, on the cusp of Allie's marriage, it soon becomes clear that their romance is anything but over. Yeah. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the director. His name is uh, Nick Cassavetes. Um, and he also directed uh, movies like John Q with uh, Denzel Washington, which I like a lot. Um, yeah. And he's also starred in movies. He's also an actor. He was in one of the best action movies that I love. It's re- real near and dear to my heart. He was in Face Off with uh, fucking oh, uh, John Travolta and uh, Nicolas Cage. Uh, so this guy's been around. He's directed and acted. And um, I think he does a fucking phenomenal job directing this movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's also This is also a New Line Cinema movie. And uh, fucking Ryan Gosling has top bill on the movie that, that really struck me but yeah we open up with this movie and uh we open up on a uh i don't know i'm not exactly sure what to call it i don't want to say old folks home because that sounds kind of fucked up um, uh, senior care center living they yes a senior care center or senior living facility um, a we see <laughs> some old crazy fucks you know what i'm talking about <laughs> But um, we see that there is a woman, an older woman, that's looking out on this older man who's uh, paddling a boat. We get introduced to this man named Duke. Duke is a very like suave, older gentleman, really like nice. All the staff love him. 
and he ends up in this older woman's uh, room and he decides to read her a story. It's like very, it's not said, but it's very obvious that this older woman has some type of like Alzheimer's or dementia. And then mm-hmm. our story starts from here. Do you want to walk us through the introduction to Noah and Allie back in the 1940s? Yeah, I do want to say there's like this really funny scene or line uh, when um, Noah or sorry, Duke is getting his damn, I already spoiled it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, when Duke is getting his medication, there's like an older dude, um, two, two people ahead of him. And I forget his name, but the, uh, the guy who works there, he's like, how are you doing, man? And he goes, I keep trying to die and they won't let me. (laughs) (laughs) And then the the worker goes, Hey, you can't have it all. (laughs) Dude, Um, I don't know if you have, uh, a person in your life like that, but freaking uh, Carol's grandma is like that. Like, we'll come visit her like often, at least every weekend or every other weekend. And every time, she's always like, "I can't wait to die." <laughs> it's always oh, so like, shit. "What?" <laughs> That's but, wild. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna be like that when I'm older. It's like, ah, I'm just I know. <laughs> counting down the days. It is crazy, but at the same time, it's also like, I guess, good for you. You're not afraid to just fucking die now. <laughs> but yeah. anyway. On with our movie. Do you want to walk us through the carnival scene? Yeah. So Noah is with his friend who is played by Kevin Connolly. That was nice seeing him. I haven't seen him in anything for a while. But um, Noah is with his friend. They're at this carnival in, I believe it's the town that Noah lives in. And Noah catches Allie hanging out with a friend of I believe it's um Kevin Connolly's girlfriend, right? Yes. Yeah. So he catches them both hanging out. Noah becomes enamored with Allie. So she is there actually on a date, I believe, with another man. And Noah scales this Ferris wheel and gets to their little um how would you say it? Like their little seat seat thing? Because yeah, it's not really a cage like, anymore. Because now we have cages. Yeah, yeah I just I forget, realized I don't, that too. Their booth? I don't know. Like their yeah. whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Their little booth in the sky. And, <laughs> and he basically tells her like, oh, you need to go out with me. Like, hi, I'm Noah. Um, will you go out with me? And she says no. And he's like, what? No. And so he hangs off of a bar (laughs) and he tells her, will you go out with me now? And she keeps saying no. And then people are screaming, telling him to get down. And he's like, is your answer still no? And she says no again. And then he lets one hand go and he's like, okay, what about now? (laughs) And he, he does, he does say a line like, oh, my fingers are slipping. He's like, are you, you you need to tell me now if you're going to go out with me. And she finally says, yes, yes, I'll go out with you. And then he, the fucking little asshole he is, he says, no, I don't want any uh, favors. I want you to go out with me because you want to. So she's like, I do, I do. I really want to go out with you. And so he grabs back onto the bar with his other arm. And then she pants him in front of the whole carnival, which I thought was good on her because fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I think if they just ended the scene there of her saying yes, that would have like totally 
fucked up like Noah's character would have made him seem like a huge I mean he already does look like a huge weirdo especially watching it now I think when I watched as a teen I was just like whoa that's crazy but like now I'm like that's fucking weird dude (laughs) like yeah let her be let her enjoy her life so yeah adding that little thing of her like pulling down his pants does give her more agency and we get to know like she's not going to put up with any bullshit like she can make her own choices but yeah, so from this scene, how would, I, I do have a question. How would you react if like, like, I don't know, what if Kato did that to you to get to get you to go out with her? Like, what would your genuine reaction be? Well, if it was Kato, like, um, I would like it would take me no convincing at all. Like I would <laughs> jump at the opportunity. So I don't think it would even get to the point where she's hanging off a Ferris wheel. Um even if I was with like someone else at the time, I would still be like, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> like, what if I don't it was care. Me? What do you like? If we were together? No, if I was like Joseph, go out with me or else I'm going to <laughs> kill myself. <laughs> uh, hey man, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I got to go out with you. <laughs> yeah. Got to keep this podcast wild. going. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> That's so wild. Um, it 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 just it's so uh, what that's like the corny stuff that we we're talking about. Yeah, earlier like that shit wouldn't fly today. Maybe maybe it would, but like if I had a a daughter and she tells me like, oh, this guy hung off of a, of a Ferris wheel to get me to go out with him, I'd be like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't go out with him. <laughs> it's a bit much. Yeah. yeah so. We set up in the in the movie that Noah is from a poor family, while Allie is very, very, very rich. Uh, so Allie's in in town for just the summer, and so um, Noah and Allie start to like spark up a romance during this whole summer. So we see that they get set up on a blind date between their two friends, and they go to a movie theater. Um, this movie theater and the town where they're filming like most of the movie in the beginning, I actually have gone to it's in South Carolina. So seeing like the town in person, like the university that Ali goes to is shot just around the corner, uh, the movie theater and like the place they walk down, like they use pretty much on location South Carolina. So it's pretty cool to see them not have to build any sets. They actually like go to locations is pretty cool. So we see that uh, Noah and Allie, they go to a movie together. Their friends are making out the whole time. Then they decide to leave and they go on a walk. And um, this is another part that's really cheesy that made me roll my eyes so much is uh, Noah decides to lie down on the ground in the middle (laughs) of the road and stare at a streetlight change signals. And he tells Allie to do the same like. For one, it's really stupid just to lay in the middle of the street. <laughs> and for two, it's like, damn, man, shit was so fucking boring back then. Like, that's fun <laughs> laying down, looking at a street light change colors. But what did you think of this scene? <laughs> it was either that or like, hey, let's go skip rocks on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, when he sits down, I'm kind of, I was just thinking like, I, I don't know why when I was younger, I was like, oh, this seems like so um what's the word uh uh quirky and 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 um and so unexpected like oh he just wants to like do something simple with her but like watching it now i'm kind of like 
I mean, I don't know. That seems kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like tells her like me and my dad used to do this all the time. It's like it would be quaint and shit, but it's just like yeah. why? <laughs> yeah, and then they almost get hit by a fucking car. <laughs> that part was pretty funny. That like that was a good yeah. payoff. But yeah, we see that um they eventually get up and because the car almost hits them and Allie tells Noah that her family pretty much controls everything she does. Like she has a very busy mm-hmm. life. She's set to go to college very soon. Uh, the only thing she has going on for herself is that she paints. And so we established that her parents are incredibly rich and they control everything. Um, so then after this, we also cut in between this story and then back to the present day where Duke is telling this older woman the entire story. And every now and again, the older woman will say something to the effect of like, oh, I've heard this story before, right? Like she's kind of like, we're, the the audience is kind of getting like, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like led on to the big like reveal of the movie. Um, Context, do you remember watching? Please. Yeah. Do you remember watching that big? Well, I guess we'll get to it later. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to walk us through the next scene where like Allie and Noah are like in love? Yeah, so it's kind of pretty dated because I remember watching this and basically the narrator who's Duke um, explains like, oh, they they were so in love with each other, but they had they had their ups and downs and they would get into little arguments here and there and disagreements. And there's like points where she's like smacking the fuck out of them. <laughs> Like yeah. full on like hitting him and it just seems so chaotic. Like, but I guess that's like your first real love. Cause I'm assuming they're like what? 18, 19 mm-hmm. maybe. Um, I remember my first relationship being pretty like not chaotic in that sense, but very, um, passionate, I guess. Very emotionally charged yeah very emotionally charged um because yeah i would i was thinking like damn like i think hallie's a little abusive <laughs> yeah that was weird yeah so in the scene uh Allie like smacks noah across the yeah. face and then to make it worse noah like forces a kiss on Allie. he like grabs her and she's struggling to get away from him and then she just he just like kisses her and then they make up but it's just like yeah. Why, like, okay, impressionable teenagers are going to watch this and be like, oh, yeah, I get into a fight. I just force a kiss on my girlfriend. Like, it's just so, it's the wrong message to be sending. This is true love. My parents do this all the time and they love each other. (laughs) My mommy hits my daddy all the time and they love each other. (laughs) Oh, man. Trauma, trauma. Um, um, I was just looking over yeah. my notes too. Um, mm-hmm. There, the one scene we forgot to point out is that Noah asked Allie to dance in the middle of the street on their first oh, yeah, date, right. and I wrote down, "He's a quirky white boy." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. He's de- he definitely is. <laughs> um, um, the scene mm-hmm. that I that really stuck out to me is when they go to the beach. And Allie's dressed up in like 40s swimwear or whatever, or Rachel, Rachel McAdams is. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she starts to tell Noah, like, 
what if I was a bird? Or like just some stupid fucking question like that. It's so bad and cringy to watch. But like, would you that love me if se- I were a worm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this happened back then like, too. Yeah, that's what that's the way immediately like, he's like, "Do you think I was a bird?" And I was like, "Oh God!" This reminds me of those fucking memes on Instagram. Would you still love me if I were a worm? <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna make sense, but this whole scene reminds me of Tumblr. Like everyone romanticizing the hell out yeah. of this movie and taking screenshots from this movie. I feel like it was from this scene in particular where Noah picks up Allie at the beach. And it just mm-hmm. reminds me of like people taking screenshots and putting like stupid inspirational quotes on top. Like you'll find your love one day or some stupid yeah. shit. Was he tell her if you're a bird, I'm a bird or something? Yeah, I remember. I remember that. I remember that back in the day Tumblr. That's that's the one with uh, where like you would get the continuous feed right of like people's posts mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, I remember that. Damn. R.I.P. Tumblr. And then also Allie meets Noah's dad, and Noah's dad is like super fucking cool and nice to Allie and Noah. Okay, do you want to walk us through the scene where or Noah meets Allie's dad? Yeah. Um. Well, is this like the dinner scene? Yeah. Or the lunch scene? Yeah. So. Um, I believe Allie invites Noah, his friend, um, and his friend's girlfriend to have lunch. And her dad seems kind. Her dad seems like not like not such a bad guy, honestly. His mustache is kind of cringy. Uh, I always thought he seemed accent. too young. He always seemed too young to be Allie's dad. Like he doesn't yeah, right. look old enough. Yeah. Maybe that's why they gave him the mustache so he can appear older. But um, there's also like a scene before this where like they're heavily making out in Noah's car and he just <laughs> her dad was just sitting on the porch watching this all go down <laughs> and she's like walking in and he goes like, well, hello. And she's like, oh, my God, like, oh, dad, you scared me. He goes, You're getting pretty handsy with that boy now, weren't you? <laughs> and he's just like smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and then and she's like oh yeah like that's uh uh my friend noah and she walks inside and he goes oh boy <laughs> <laughs> he's super but, cartoonish um, yeah yeah and so so they're having this lunch and um i believe like one of her family members ex- is explaining what he does and her mom asks noah what he what noah does and noah says he's a uh, oh fuck I forgot the word like not like a a woodworker or a, yeah like he works at a sawmill or something yeah and the like she doesn't say it actually one of her family members says like oh how much do you make he's like oh I make like 14 cents an hour like it's it's not a lot of money but I save up my money Um, it's honest work and blah 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 and you can tell like it kind of rubs Allie's mother the wrong way so she drops a bomb on Noah and she says oh well uh, how are you gonna fare with her going to school in New York I believe yeah and he because he's under the assumption that she's gonna move back to Charleston which is a few hours away and so she drops that bomb on him that she's gonna go to school in New York and Allie you can tell is shocked at her mother telling her this and she was like oh i was gonna tell you earlier and it kind of begins to build this uh problem 
that they are both kind of facing, and it's the fact that Allie is going to leave eventually because she's only there for the summer. And it becomes more and more apparent as time slowly goes on. Um, because after there, well, I guess, um, after this point, like the father even says too, like, Oh, don't worry. Like, well, to the mother, Allie's mother, Allie's father tells her mother, like, ah, it's just summer love. Like she'll get over it. She'll be fine. Um, and then the next scene is Noah and Allie getting a little handsy and (laughs) a little, um, horned up. So Noah's like, let's get out of here. Let's go somewhere where we can be alone. And he takes her to an abandoned fucking plantation. <laughs> dude, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, that scene was really shocking. Like, there were so many times where I was like, how is this a PG-13 movie? Because the next scene is Allie showing up to Noah's house, the, or Noah's dad's house, and he, like, starts feeling her up on the porch. Yeah. And it's very like, whoa, what the fuck? I don't remember this. So then they go to an abandoned plantation, which just in its own, like, it's just so fucking weird. And he he establishes, (laughs) like, I want to buy this place. I don't want to fix it up. And then Allie is, like, telling him, like, well, what about me? What's my say? I I also want to live here with you. And, um, you know, just the idea of living in an abandoned or a former plantation is just weird <laughs> yeah the idea of like my dream home is where slaves were kept it's just very strange <laughs> and uh weird so i think it's yeah, also so like get- weird um how i i get it like maybe it's like a romantic gesture like oh this is gonna be our home someday or this is gonna be my home someday but this can easily turn into a horror movie <laughs> like yeah seriously like you just take you like you just take this woman to in a huge marsh area, no one in sight. This house is run down and abandoned. I would be thinking, like, is this guy gonna fucking kill me? Yeah, it's it's very strange. And also, um, so they they decide to stay there, and then uh, Allie plays the piano or something. And they're envisioning their life together and they decide that they're going to have sex for the first time together. And so um, this is another part where I was like, holy shit, how is this a PG-13 movie? Like it gets really like steamy for this scene just to be PG-13. And so like uh, they're about to have sex. But one thing that I do like about the movie and I think that is like, a a good twist is like when you think they're about to have sex, Allie has second thoughts of like, is this what we should be doing? Like, what are you thinking in this moment? Are you not nervous? And Mm -hmm. I just thought it was like very realistic of people doing it for the first time of like, Oh fuck. Like this big fucking thing that everyone always talks about. We're about to do it. Like this is crazy. So they don't end up having sex. They get interrupted by uh, Noah's friend who tells them that Allie's parents uh, called the cops looking for her. And um, do you want to walk us through this confrontation with uh, Allie's parents? Yeah. So Noah takes Allie back and there's a few police cars outside. Allie rushes inside and Noah follows and she's confronted by her parents. She's telling him, why'd you call the cops? They're they're saying, oh, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. We didn't know where you were. 
and Noah tries to butt in and say like, oh, it's my fault. And the dad is kind of chill. Like, that's yeah. why I kind of like, I like Ali's dad in this movie because he's just like, ah, like, like, just let her talk. Like, we don't need to hear from you. Like, but not even in like a rude way. Kind of more yeah. like he came off in a way where he was like, I understand that it's your fault, but like, we're just having this discussion here with our daughter. And so the mother takes Allie into another room and she basically just starts talking trash like on Noah. She straight up calls him like dirty trash. It's not going to work out between them. She can't be going out till two in the morning. Like, what the fuck is she doing with her life? And then at this point, Noah walks out and Allie follows and Noah brings up the point to which he says like she's right like you're gonna be leaving um like like what is what is going on with us like what's gonna happen between us and then this is a part two where i was kind of concerned for noah because uh noah is um pretty much telling her that he thinks that they should split up like that well i mean he's bringing up the assumption that they are going to split up when she leaves and Ali does not take that well. And she says, like, just do it now then. Like, do it now. Break up with me now. And she starts smacking him and like shoves him up against his car. And she's like, do it now. Like, if you're gonna do it, like, like, why wait till the end of the summer? Just do it. And then Noah leaves. And <laughs> there there is this really funny part though, where she like puts her head in the window. She's like, We're not really breaking up, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, Throughout throughout the movie, Gato was like cringing at the same parts as me, but then there were also parts that she got one back, and in that scene, she was like, "That's pretty good. Like, that's pretty realistic." The sudden like, "Wait, I didn't fucking mean that. I'm sorry." (laughs) Yeah, Lord knows I've been through that a lot. (laughs) Um, but yeah, but I mean, Noah pretty much sticks to his guns and he leaves, and that's pretty much it. They officially break up for the summer yeah it's pretty good man like um what did you think about how she handled that news i mean it's obvious that she's a teenager i think rachel mcadams does a fantastic job portraying that uh she's such a great actor who has done so many great movies and she's doing such a fucking phenomenal job in this movie uh, playing opposite of Ryan Gosling. Um, I think that scene did strike me a lot of how she she's like shoving the shit out of Noah, really like assaulting him to a point. And then uh, her sudden turn is just so like, I buy it. I buy it that mm-hmm. she is a um, a teenager that just got her heart fucking broken and is acting super erratic. So I like it. As much as it makes me cringe, it comes from like a yeah. really real place. It's played super real in Very, my eyes. Like, emotionally very like emotionally charged like she she comes off as like a very uh like she just says what she's feeling in the moment um that i think uh ryan gosling's character noah also has but he kind of comes off as more i want to say quaint about it but there are some scenes too where he where he he kind of has like those outbursts as well yeah um, I also wanted to ask you, they're doing Southern accents. Obviously, they're in the South. But you and me have established that whenever Ryan Gosling does an accent, that sometimes it does not pay off. 
What do you think about everyone's Southern accent? You know, I buy her accent, the parents and everybody else's. I feel like his accent isn't really there. Like it's like it's barely there because even yeah, I remember there's a scene later on where he's yelling at her and he's not doing the accent anymore. Like he's pretty much talking yeah. with himself. At so, the end, yeah, he loses it for sure. Yeah, there. I think like he emph- he he emphasizes them at certain moments, and then in others, it's just completely not there. Which I mean, I don't mind. Like it didn't take me out of the movie. Uh, it's not like fucking Gangster Squad. <laughs> Fracture. He's also doing his other accent in Fracture. Yeah, but yeah. for some reason, this one's a little better. I guess because he just drops it at a certain point. But um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so we established that uh, Allie goes to Noah's work to try and find him because suddenly her parents decide that they're going to leave immediately. So she ends up trying to find Noah and they just nearly miss each other. Uh, and so Allie goes back home. Noah stays in town and we establish that um, at this point, Noah starts to write Allie a letter every day for a year. And we see that um, the letters are intercepted by Allie's mom, who decides not to give the letters to Allie. So a year passes by. That fucking bitch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'll see that she has good intentions. Um, But uh, yeah, so we establish a year passes by. In this year, Noah is drafted to go to World War II. His friend dies in World War II, which was fucking yeah. sad. Um, and then Allie is in college, and she decides mm-hmm. to volunteer as a nurse as a nurse during the war and care for wounded veterans. And it's here where she meets the character Lon. Uh, what did you think about Lon? Yo, he was banged up. He did, <laughs> he not, look, he did not look well. Up. <laughs> <laughs> he got knocked the fuck out. Well, cause yeah, cause he um <laughs> um I support our troops, our veterans. Um there's a <laughs> Happy Veterans Day. <laughs> Happy Veterans Day, Dad. <laughs> there's a No wonder no wonder your dad fucking loved the notebook so much because he's a veteran. <laughs> ah, Noah was in the war, James is in the war. Hell yeah. I love this movie. No, he hates the army. He hates the military uh, in general. <laughs> But, um, yeah, well, I mean, because like when we in- were introduced to his character, you can't even tell it's him. He's he has yeah. like bruises all over his face. He's wrapped up, I think, in like his whole body's wrapped up in a cast. Yeah. And, and his face is purple and shit. Yeah. And he says something that's like super southern corny, a corny ass southern line. It was something along the lines of like. Oh, I would tell you my intentions with you, but they're uh, but they're not of the uh, subtle subtle kind or so. He he basically says mm-hmm. he he's basically telling her like I want I'm fixins to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you do a southern accent, it makes me think about a uh, foghorn leghorn. <laughs> I said I said I said I want to fuck you. <laughs> I'm fixins to fuck you. <laughs> that's actually from uh, a paul rudd movie have you seen that uh it's called uh wanderlust no i haven't seen that one no uh, i'll text you uh that scene but it's like it's him looking in a mirror it's paul rudd looking in the mirror and he's trying to convince himself to sleep with this woman and he's just like do you like my uh my selection election uh, do you like my selections of erections and he just breaks out into a southern accent and he's like 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck you. I'm, I'm fixing to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's basically what uh, that's basically what I'm <laughs> <Marty was> saying. <laughs> Um, quote for quote, and, that's what happens yeah, in the movie. Quote. Yeah, <laughs> he just opens his bruised up mouth and he's like, "I'm fixing to fuck you." <laughs> um, but uh, obviously, in his um recovering state, uh, Ali does not take his invitation to go out with him because Ali is probably like any other normal person that sees a bruised up dude with bandages all over him. And she's like, no way. Absolutely not. Like, no way. I don't even know if your dick works, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but then the next scene is she's at school. Or I, yeah, she's like coming out of school with all her friends. And all her friends are like, oh, like that soldier's looking at you. And it's the very handsome James Marsden. And he goes, Allie, can I take you out on that date now? And Allie is stunned she is shocked her yes. jaw is on the floor maybe your dick <laughs> does work oh. <laughs> yeah that, I mean I like nope. that I like that little like reveal of like oh it's James Marsden not yeah. some banged up dude Um, I think James Mar- Marsden does such a great job in this movie um and his character is actually a lot more likable than I remember. Mm-hmm. When I watched this as a teen, or my recollection was that his character was a dick that was like stopping Noah and Allie from being in love. But he's a very like level-headed, confident, nice guy, <laughs> as it yeah. turns out. And his character is extremely likable. And I like that they go with that route in the movie too, because it's like this is just a guy who fell in love and he's not trying to do anything malicious like he doesn't even know about this part of Ali's life like he's just a nice guy <laughs> yeah because even yeah. um uh what was it I think it's because like like because I had the same thought process too I I thought that he came off as more of an asshole in this movie but I I think it's just because you're kind of rooting for Noah and Ali to be together and yeah. there's like this random dude that um she ends up falling for as well um cuz it, it was kind of um i wrote down this note that is a little uh <laughs> a little inappropriate on her part because um i believe duke who's narrating he says Allie was surprised how quickly she can fall in love again with somebody. And I wrote, yeah. wow, what a floosie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, yeah like, and then uh, there's, um, there's a whole, uh, what would you call it? A montage. Montage, yeah. There's a whole montage of them falling in love together like fucking assholes. It is funny because, like, I'm sure there is a lot of people that watch this movie and just like fuck that guy, Lon. Like, God damn it, she shouldn't be with him. But it's like, I mean, life has to continue. Like, what the fuck is she supposed to do? You know, she in her she's mind, supposed to wait for she him. She thinks Joseph. that <laughs> she's supposed to know. She's, she's supposed, supposed to, wait. to save her. She's supposed to save her virginity for Noah. That doesn't count with Lon. <laughs> um, but yeah, that like, uh, it's very real. Dude. <laughs> He hangs out with a blue hedgehog, man. Yeah. He's not right for her. 
Um, so yeah, just to speed things along, um, we see that Noah has come back from the war. Uh, his dad is super fucking cool, sells his own house, gives the money to Noah, and they buy the plantation that Noah's been eyeing since forever, and they decide to fix it up together. Um, in the process, Noah's dad passes away. Noah becomes kind of like a recluse and like drinks all day. He grows a big beard. He gets super strong and buff. And um, as Emilio shared with me that in order to do that in real life, uh, Ryan Gosling had to lose 20 pounds and shoot the beginning of the movie in his new like slender self. So in the movie, you see like Ryan Gosling turn from this scrawny guy to a, just be super jacked. Um, and at the same time, opposite to Noah, Ali just got proposed to and is planning for a wedding. Do you want to let's go ahead and just skip to let's see what can we skip to? There is a uh, one scene where Noah runs into Allie when he's in Charleston. He has to go get like work per- he has to go get permits for the home that he's rebuilding. And yeah. he's on this bus and he just randomly sees Allie walking the street. And he tells the bus driver, like, we have to stop. And the bus driver's like, no, I can only stop at the depot. And this dude fucking breaks, not breaks, but he opens up the bus door and runs out. And he runs out and he looks through the window of this restaurant. And he has like, he's like so excited to see Allie in there. And then she's actually meeting Lonnie for lunch and she kisses him. And he does one of his great Ryan Gosling stares where he's just like staring in shock and anger, which fuels him even more to rebuild this home and grow out a beard. He's fueled by anger and heartbreak to finish this fucking house. Uh, The house is established to be finished. And then like, he's like puts it on the market to sell, but anyone who makes an offer, he just doesn't want to sell to. Um, And so they take a photo of him in front of the house and put it on the newspaper. And the next day it's printed. Allie is trying it on uh, wedding dresses and someone hands her a newspaper saying like, oh my God, your wedding with Lonnie is like the talk of the town. It said that this governor and this mayor is going to be there. She looks at the newspaper and lo and behold, there is fucking uh, Noah on the front page and she immediately passes out. And I thought that was really funny, that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we established that Allie now wants to go visit Noah, but she lies to her now fiance Lon telling him like, I just need a day to like, get my stuff together and just have a little like time to myself. And so she goes out by herself and she goes to visit um, Noah. What did you think of this scene? (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of this scene where uh, fucking Allie and Noah finally reunite? Um, Dude, there's like, there's so many scenes where I question the uh, mental health of these people. (laughs) (laughs) Because, <laughs> because uh, she sees him, and obviously Noah's in shock. Like he doesn't say much. Like I think I would be too in that situation. Um, and she's just yapping away, just like word vomit. She's like, "Oh, I saw your paper. I thought I had to come visit." Uh, okay, never mind. This was stupid. And then she drives away, and she smashes into his fucking gate. <laughs> And then he asked her, like, do you want to come in? She says, okay. Like, she, you could tell she's just so distraught in seeing him and seeing this house built. But also, like, 
Noah's just so chill about the fact that she just wrecked his gate. I would, I think I'd be like, yo, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> what are you doing? It's probably because he's fucking wasted because he's always <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking drinking. <laughs> he comes out yeah, with a beer even, bottle, too. Yeah, they, yeah, he's actually, I think they mention that once he built, once he finishes the house, he drank for like 10 days straight, like just getting drunk <laughs> to celebrate. This dude's an alcoholic. <laughs> I was thinking of myself during quarantine and I was like, yeah, I did the same. So <laughs> like I got wasted yeah. every fucking day. Yeah. I didn't even build a house. I was just getting wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I was like less opposite of productive, if anything. Yeah. And like four weeks in, I was like, maybe I'll redo the yard. <laughs> maybe I'll build a fire pl- fire pit in the back. <laughs> so they have dinner together. And another thing that ages the movie is like, uh, Allie's having a beer with Noah and Allie says something like, Oh, I'm a lightweight. Oh, if I have any yeah. more of these, like, like I'm going to be, you're going to have to carry me up the stairs. And then Noah says something to the effect of like, yeah, well you have to be careful. Cause I might take advantage of you. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. So the bad. Riz. The Riz on this guy's insane. Negative, <laughs> negative Riz. It's so bad. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that that's another unfortunate bit of the movie. Um <laughs> but also uh in present day back at the senior living facility, a uh, duke is retelling the story to the older woman. We find out that this older woman is actually Allie because their fucking kids come to visit and obviously Allie doesn't remember cuz now she has Alzheimer's. And uh, she introduces herself as Allie. So big fucking reveal. How did you feel about that huge reveal that these older people are actually Noah and Allie in present day? You know, I kind of, I wish I could remember my first initial reaction to it, but I can't. But um, I was uh, very thrown off by that because I completely forgot that this whole interaction happened. And I, I just, I was thinking like how painful it must be for their kids to like like they're coming into this space and they are probably hoping that by the time they come that obviously their father Noah told this story and that she has some type of remembrance of who her family is and who she is and when they meet her and she goes, oh, hi, like, I'm Allie. Nice to meet you. You can tell, like, it's immediately like, oh, she doesn't remember yet. Because even their son is, like, just kind of standing there. And he's yeah. kind of thinking, like, damn, like, she doesn't remember yet. And but then there's, like, a point, too, where she looks like she's uncomfortable. And Allie says, like, oh, I think I'm going to go take, like, my afternoon nap. And so she leaves, and that's when the, the their kids confront Noah or Duke, who's now Noah. So we can call him Noah now. Um, they confront Noah, and they tell him like, "You don't have to live here anymore. Like, come back home. Like, she's not going to remember anything." So it is uh, an insane testament to like how much Noah loves Allie because he's staying there because he wants to. And he's staying there to yeah. continue to tell her the story of how they met every day in hopes that she'll remember who he is for just like a brief moment. That honestly to me is insane. Like not not in the bad way, just like how much he loves this person. 
I wish I yeah, could love someone that much. It's <laughs> truly a, a testament of love. I wanted to ask you um, if we were 80 something and I got Alzheimer's <laughs> and forgot who you were, would you stay at the facil- facility and uh, re listen to episodes of our podcast every day so that I could remember that we were friends? Would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> what the fuck else am I going to do? I'm 85. Yeah. And then, like, I'd be like, do you remember? Do you remember now? And he'd be like, no. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go grab a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would remember. I'd be like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> All that just. Oh, shit. Yeah, we did that podcast, huh? <laughs> We're rich now. Stupid. That's right? We're rich. <laughs> we got sponsorships, don't we? Oh, Joseph. <laughs> You're even stupider than I remember. <laughs> and then I have dementia oh, too, man. and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> You're just talking to yourself in a room. <laughs> I'm in um, an insane asylum. <laughs> So, um, I want to cut to the next scene where, um, so Allie and, okay, I do want to point out one scene real quick. I want to get to where Allie's mom shows up to the house, but eventually Allie and uh, Noah rekindle their love and they sleep with one another and they're just living out their life in this, um, in this mansion, pretending like they're, they've been together all these years. Um, but one point I want to point out that made me cringe probably the hardest of the entire movie is after they have like sex all day, they're laying in the living room Mm -hmm. and then uh, Noah's asking for breakfast from Allie and Allie's like, what do you want? And then um, (laughs) Brian Gosling starts to talk in this like baby voice and he's like, I want some chicken and some <laughs> bacon and i like i visibly like clutched my head and i was like oh god <laughs> i love talking like that i do too but like <laughs> to see it in a movie it, like i guess that's why i maybe cringe because it was a reflection oh. of me and i was just like oh that's literally me gross <laughs> <laughs> we all do that whatever <laughs> But yeah, do you want to walk us through the scene where Allie's mom shows up? Yeah, I actually, um, I completely forgot about this scene too. So I was very taken aback by it uh, because uh, her mom shows up and to warn her that Lonnie is on his way there, that her father slipped up and mentioned that Noah was there. And so obviously Lonnie gets paranoid and so he decides to go visit her uh but at this point her mother takes her uh to show her something so they take a drive down and i believe they're at some type of like a sand fuck i don't even know what i haven't like like a a quarry quarry yes (laughs) okay okay that's god we get together, we make one stupid person. Yeah, it's like a rock place. It's where they fucking blow up rocks and, and move them. Yeah. Uh, but, I think they existed yeah, so. back then. They're not around anymore. <laughs> there's one by the uh, there's one by the six hundred five freeway. I forget the name of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she takes him takes her to go see this one man that works there. And she tells him that that was one of her first true loves. 
And she basically tells him that she loved him immensely so much. But obviously, when her father, which would be Ali's grandfather, started to find out that they were going out, he immediately shut that down. And she tells her that sometimes, or she used to, go by and go to the site and see this man. And she basically tells her, like, we all make choices in our lives. And I chose to be with your father. And then she immediately starts crying. She's like, I love your father. He's a good man. He's an honest man. And she looks at this guy who's working this quarry. And she's like, but I don't know who that person is anymore. And she tells her this. They drive back to Noah's. And she tells her this because she tells her that she's letting her choose who she wants to be with yeah, and, and that she can have like either this life with Noah or she can have this life with Lonnie. That's going to be very reminiscent of her life now with her father or I'm sorry, the mother's life with Allie's father. Yeah. It's um like the, as cheesy as we point out the scenes are like, then there's scenes like this that are incredibly powerful like that's just so fucking real uh people make choices every day to be with someone just out of security they might love the person but they not might not be incredibly in love with the person and i really like this in the movie i wish the whole movie were scenes like this but um it is so fucking amazing to see a character arc like this because the whole time you think Allie's mom is just this stuck up mean person but it turns out that she's just someone who just loves her fucking daughter and wants the best for her so in this scene um she drops Allie back home or back at uh, noah's place and she gives her the stack of letters that noah wrote for 365 days mm-hmm. and then um she sits down with noah and she tells noah like i'm not sure what i'm going to do now And Noah gets fucking pissed off and tells her like, so what you just show up here and think that like you can come back into my life and this is all for nothing. Um, What did you think about this scene where Noah uh, loses his shit? You know, his feelings are fair for sure. But um, yeah, the, he needs to kind of take the reins on that emotional charge because i was even i was kind of like yo dude chill out like because um i was even thinking about it too watching this like how for a few days they're kind of pretending that like everything's fine like like they're having dinner and fucking all day and (laughs) and and um i'm thinking to myself like what the fuck is she gonna do like is she going to tell Lonnie that that she's with him now? Like, why why are they acting like this is totally normal now? And again, like his his feelings are fair, for sure. But yeah, that um, uh, that burst of emotional rage was a little much. Because I mean, yeah, like she has to decide like what she wants. Because I mean, ultimately, there's. Lonnie who's waiting for her to come back to him and there's Noah who like has that house that he's built for himself so ultimately she has to decide what she wants yeah um another thing that I remember growing up is I would watch ABC Family uh with my dad all the time 
And uh, they, I remember when The Notebook finally came out for the first time on TV, like they were showing commercials on ABC Family every day of like, The Notebook, we're going to fucking show it. Watch, you fucking idiots. And they would always show the scenes. <laughs> they would always show that scene where um, Noah is yelling at Allie and saying something like, uh, like we, sh- we deserve to be together. Like, I want you. I want all of you. Oh, and yeah. she cries. But it's very funny watching that scene because they just like cut to rachel mcadams and she lets out this like scream cry she's like like it just looks so (laughs) funny (laughs) um there's also a famous meme from the scene where he's telling her what do you want what do you want what do you want and it's always tied to uh when you're asking your girlfriend what she wants to eat for dinner (laughs) it's like what do you want it's not that simple. I do, <laughs> I do like his delivery because it must be hard to have to say like the same phrase over and over, but he uses like a different cadence for everyone for every mm. time he says it. At the last one, he's like, What do you want? Like just like this final, like seriously, like make a fucking choice. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It's a pretty good scene. Um, so then Allie leaves and she meets up with Lon back at her uh, uh hotel mm-hmm. and Lon is so fucking level-headed and nice, and he just says, like, hey, look, like, if you're in love with this person, like, I understand, um, but I'm not going to sit around here all day trying to convince you that you should be married to me, so, like, you know, if you want to be with him, then just go for it. So, I he, he was way nicer than I remember. What did you think of Lon's reaction? Yeah, um, you know, it's... Yeah, it's it's a it's a fair reaction. Like he's being realistic and I think he's also being honest with himself about this situation cuz I mean I'm not sure if it's established that she told him that they were basically living a life together for a few days, but I mean anybody would be like okay like I'm not going to beg this person to be with me. So I'm all, yeah. Like you said, like I'm not going to hang around here all day. Like you have to decide who you want to be with, but he does say like, I still love you. And I was like, ah, what a simpy move. It also (laughs) his, his fiance just admitted to him like, yeah, I stayed with this guy and slept with him and his, his line, what he says back to her is I love you. So not as only is he a simp, but he's a cuck too. (laughs) fucking cuck that's why there's that chair on the porch it's for him (laughs) (laughs) that's lon's chair (laughs) just says lonnie on it (laughs) but but but, um to be fair he does take it very well and (laughs) i mean he like he even says like there's three things i can do i can uh to, what did he say? I could take you back. I can go and beat the shit out of this guy, or um, I can leave you. And I, yeah, like those are all fair choices. And lo and behold, she decides to pick Lonnie. And her and Lonnie spend the rest of their days together and they die peacefully. 
<laughs> I'd be so mad if that was the ending. No, but also cutting back to reality, um, uh, Duke tells, or or Noah in present day tells Allie like, yeah, and so Allie chose Lon. And then she's also like, wait, what? Like, that doesn't sound right. Like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And then he reveals the truth that Allie makes her choice. She goes back to Noah. She ends up, another scene that stuck in my head uh, from watching this uh, like plus 10 years ago is uh, Rachel McAdams showing back up at Noah's place and then she like takes her bags out of the car and she's holding them and then she just shrugs like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, I, I, yeah, of course I'm going to choose you, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> I really like that. And then, um, yeah. And you think the story should end there, but we cut back to a Duke and, or I should say Noah and Allie in present day in the senior living facility and suddenly they're having uh, dinner together and out of nowhere Allie finally remembers who Noah is and she remembers and she tells Noah like oh my god like I, I like I can't believe that we're here in this facility like how are the kids doing like I'm so sorry you have to go through this like and then um she tells uh, Noah like let's go ahead and grab a car and let's get out of here. Let's just enjoy our time together. Mm-hmm. And Noah says, like, I don't think that's such a good idea. We should probably stay here. And in this moment, suddenly, she forgets everything. And she freaks out, telling Noah, like, who are you? Get away from me. And she has to be um, restrained and then sedated by the senior living facility staff. Uh, what did you yeah. think of the scene where Allie finally remembered? As Dude, the scene was so intense. Um. Yeah, just the, it was very um, relieving when she remembers him, but like he, she asked him like, how, when was like, or how long do I usually remember you? And Noah brings up like, uh, sometimes it's, it depends, like it could be five minutes, but like, it doesn't even last like five minutes. It's like a minute or two. And then she immediately forgets who he is. And they're like, what kind of got to me was when they're sedating her and you see Noah like crying and he's just like, he's so emotionally distraught by just how quickly she forgot everything. And then how, how bad this dementia is affecting her. Um, Because at this point, she has to be sedated and then she also has to be, she has to get put under like a psychiatric watch because I mean, I'm not sure exactly how it works with uh, patients with like Alzheimer's or dementia, but I assume they have to keep her on watch for a while. But yeah, I also wanted to say like uh, that really got to me too. I don't know if it's something about seeing like an older man cry that gets me really emotional, but that definitely like, punched me in the gut like this scene is so jarring especially when you just end off on a very like tender happy ending and then you cut to the reality of the situation like it's so fucking crazy Um, and also the actor playing present day noah is james uh, garner who is an accomplished actor and then we also have uh, gina rollins playing uh, present day Allie, and she also does a phenomenal job and she's also an accomplished actor and they both fucking kill this scene dude and Mm -hmm. all their bits are fantastic yeah it's pretty sad um but uh yeah so after this um Allie is put on like a psychiatric watch 
And uh, shortly after this, Noah, I believe, has a heart attack. Like yeah. a very minor or mild heart attack. So he has to be taken to a hospital. Or I believe they're on this the premises still of this like big center. And so he starts to begin to feel a little better. And we kind of watch Allie going through the motions of taking medication, uh, being essentially very watched over by the faculty. And then we see Noah. He he says that he's going to go for a walk and he gets caught by uh, one of the receptionists of the hospital. And she tells him, Oh, that he he can't he shouldn't be walking around, and that he definitely shouldn't go see Allie. And she says, "But I'm gonna go downstairs to check on something. So whatever you do while I'm gone, don't do it." Which she's implying, like to go see Allie. And at this point, he goes to see her, and I was actually surprised that she like immediately remembered him. Yeah, I was like, I remember watching it for the first time being like, oh, fucking thank God. <laughs> yeah. Such a relief. Yeah. And but, uh, in the, go for it. Sorry. No, you go. OK. Um. <laughs> yeah. So in this scene, uh, Noah goes to Allie at her bedside. Allie is like visibly just gone through the fucking ringer being sedated and put through whatever she had to be put through. And then also. um. Noah is recovering from his heart attack. And so they have this like tender moment together and they're holding hands and they're talking to each other. And uh, Ali asked Noah, like, do you think uh, our love can take us away together? And it's such a fucking crazy, like not crazy, but it's just such a powerful scene of like these people that have spent their whole lives together. They love each other so much to the point where it's like, they don't want to spend any time apart. Um, and they're asking each other like, damn, do you think like we could just die together at the same moment? And um, they end up holding each other's hands. They go to sleep together. And then it's the next morning, a nurse walks in, checks their pulse, and they both died together overnight. And then, that is the end of the fucking movie. Like, mm-hmm. my God, man. Like, rewatching this, I just really loved the fucking bold step they took for the ending because that is so fucking crazy to write, to probably read on paper, but to yeah. execute it in this movie, they do such an amazing job. It is fucking like riveting and it is a huge shock because I remember watching this for the first time and just being stunned by the fucking ending. What did you think about it? Yeah, um, I was very, very taken aback by it because um, I, I kind of forget like that's how the movie ends. And when she comes in and you can see them lying there and I was like, oh, fuck. They're dead. <laughs> oh, shit. They fucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that it that's. Obviously, this is a fictional novel, um, and a lot of the, a lot of this stuff in here is like super cheesy. But that ending of like how like that's how strong their love is is that they ultimately decided to die together, 
is fucking crazy. Like that's just like a true like ultimate testament of like their love for each other. Yeah, it's also like a side to being a love that people don't think about is um, the longevity and like what you will have to deal with in the long run and also, you know, the ending too, death. Like that Mm -hmm. is the most ideal thing that you both die at the same time. Um, So yeah, like what a great fucking ending, dude. Like me and Gato were watching it together. It wasn't, I don't think it was Gato's first time watching it either, but by the end we were both just like, I remember we were just watching the credits for like a solid minute and we were just like, finally the silence was broken by me and I was just like, damn. <laughs> and we got on damn, with day, but son. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> but yeah, um, that takes us to the end of the movie and the end of our podcast. So let's go ahead and give this uh, movie a rating. So Emilio, um, Give me a final summary of your feelings about the notebook and give it a score from one to five. It's uh it's a good movie and it still holds up very well. Um I'm not a big fan of movies like this, but this one just sticks to me. Every time I watch it, like I just I, I honestly can't turn it off. I kinda have to finish it through. And the performances are great. Uh there's really a great performance from Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. And it makes me hopeful that one day I will find love like this, but not now. Maybe with the next tattoo, you will. Yeah. Maybe if I get more tattoos, yeah. And get like jacked, maybe I'll find my true love. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your, what's your score? Uh, I'm going to give it a, actually, I'm going to give it a five out of five. Nice. What about you? Very, what, what is very your final thoughts? <laughs> Excuse me. I think this movie is a fucking classic. I think when you think of romance movies, this will definitely be one of the first movies you think about. Um, I think inherently being in love and being, uh, and romance movies are cheesy. Um, but being vulnerable with someone is inherently cheesy love is just cheesy but it's it's fucking good it's an amazing story and the end is a huge fucking payoff another thing we didn't talk about is the one of the most famous scenes is when they get back from their like paddle boat trip oh yeah and it starts to rain and then like um uh rachel mcadams confronts ryan gosling about like yeah you never wrote to me like now you're back and now you're making me feel all these things and he reveals like oh i did write to you every day and like this isn't over and they share and embrace this like huge fucking kiss like Mm. that shit has been spoofed and made fun of and have been in pop culture since forever like uh so i think like this movie is just an instant fucking classic like if you have not watched this movie that would that would genuinely shock me this is one of those movies where everyone should probably watch it at least once in their life so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give this movie a five out of five so next very respectable um in the pantheon of ryan gosling movies where are you gonna place this one from an s to f tier you know i'm gonna put this like in an s tier not so much for his performance per se but just because of how iconic uh this his his character and this movie is for him like this kind of literally put him on the map 
and made him the household name like almost immediately. I think like in pop culture, like with jokes about romantic movies and like lead actors who are in these romance movies, like Ryan Gosling's name is dropped all the time. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to give him an S tier. Yeah. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that if you're a Ryan Gosling fan and you have not seen this movie, that you're fucking insane. Like (laughs) this movie propelled him to be the star that he is now. And it's the reason why we all know him. Like if he, it's, it's pretty, I think it's pretty safe to say that if he did not get this role, that all these memes would have never have happened. All these fantastic Mm -hmm. movies that he did probably would have, would have someone else in it. And this fucking podcast would not exist. Um, Maybe I'm being a little bombastic, but like, (laughs) I do feel that way. I feel like this is the reason why he's a huge star. Um, So yeah, I'm going to give it an S as well. I think you absolutely have to watch this movie, not only for Ryan Gosling, but just it's a fucking classic movie. You should, you should definitely watch this. Um, Okay. Last thing. So our mission statement, are we literally him? Do you literally see yourself as Noah? Mm, You know, I, would say I am like a bit of a not a hopeless romantic, but when I love someone, I love them pretty strongly, and I can definitely get head over heels over somebody. Um, I am an emotionally charged person, but not to the extent that he is. Uh, that Noah is, um, I mean, yeah, like if I had the resources and the time and the money, I would build a house for being my, my future wife. I think that'd be pretty fucking cool. Um, plus you get to drink all day and just build a fucking house. (laughs) Would you build it in a former plantation? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) That would be be my selling point. (laughs) This is a former plantation. Says so, um, yeah, uh, I would say like I am a good amount of Noah in this movie. What uh, what say you? Are you literally him? I think that I am also a romantic. Um, I do like to make big gestures when I love someone. I like I like to be thoughtful and stuff like that. Um, but. There is a there is a lot of things about Noah that I do not like. Things mm-hmm. that he said as maybe a stupid teenager, but um, like I think he is kind of problematic. I would never like force a kiss on Carol like like that, like he does in the movie to Allie. Um, but then like the true te- the the true character of Noah is that he does genuinely love Allie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I'm like maybe like a good healthy 65% literally him. Um I do have a I do have one question for you. Yeah. Do you think any of them are racist? Okay. This is a fantastic <laughs> question. They are probably people of their time. There is a scene where Noah is dancing with like some like African American family with with when his dad is present. That doesn't mean anything, though. I think that if they are problematic to one another, 
as people in love, I think they're definitely people of their time. I think that they probably are a little bit racist. <laughs> I think they do. It's very unfortunate. Uh, there was like, there's a scene where uh, Milani stops the band from playing that they're that they're watching. <laughs> I don't know why. I just because the whole band, it's a it's a uh, it's an all black band, and this was very common um, back in that time where you had performers that were all, um, like I'm trying to remember the name of this singer, like specifically but there were times when they couldn't perform on stage because or they could perform on stage but they can only perform on stage because they were black but they couldn't have dinner they couldn't be part of like the the party after but i just pictured lonnie like getting up in there and he's like stop the band and he probably said like some racist comment in his head (laughs) i mean he looked a little too comfortable stopping and telling everyone in the band what to do so maybe yeah hold on now everyone listen to me now there's a white man with a microphone now (laughs) shut up (laughs) you shut up you (laughs) or i'll get the police (laughs) um so probably and the police (laughs) well on that note you guys should give us a rating emilio what should the people rate us (laughs) they should rate us a five out of five (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to make another joke but I'm I'm going to contain myself. <laughs> um yeah, you guys should give us a 5 out of 5. You guys should also follow us on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh literally him podcast. Um and you know what we should have been doing for a long time now is we should have been telling people the next movie we're going to watch. Oh yeah. So that they can, you know, you know, they can follow along with us. So um mm-hmm. We're going to establish right now, we're going to watch Blade Runner next. So be ready for that. Um, Yeah. Hope you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Bye. (laughs) Bye.